And welcome back to Pagan Heart and Maine. On today's show, I'm going to talk a little about the law of attraction, the power of positive thinking, and my thoughts about it. And to start us off, this is Jenna Green with Bridget.
Before I begin, I want to give a shout out to fellow Podkin Firelight, the host of Inciting a Riot podcast, and who, along with the wonderful Velma Nightshade, of which is Brouhaha, are the dynamic duo of the Inciting a Brouhaha podcast. It was from a conversation with Firelight on Facebook, talking about the power of positive thinking, the law of attraction, and the dangers of it and how it's being presented nowadays, that gave me the topic for today's podcast. So the law of attraction, in its simplest terms, is like attracts like. To expand on that for our discussion, it's the belief that just by asking and concentrating on positive or negative thoughts, one can make positive or negative things happen in their life. So before we talk about the law of attraction, I want to share a few of my thoughts about the universe in general and how it works for me. This is important for this topic. And I say how it works for me because I heartedly admit I do not have all the answers about the universe and no one does. If anyone comes to you and says they have all the universe all figured out, back slowly away from them until you feel you can safely turn and run. So this is just my thoughts based on my own observations and the way things seem to work in my life. Your experiences may differ. So my thoughts. First, the universe exists. Second, we are part of the universe. This is an important statement. We do not live in the universe. We are part of the universe. Third, we live in our own reality in that universe. What I mean by that is that our reality is made up of our experiences, our perceptions, our reactions and interactions in our everyday lives. Each day we experience our reality in this universe. Fourth, our realities overlap each other. And what I mean by that is that each person we meet becomes a part of my reality and I become part of theirs. Right now, I am a part of your reality because you're listening to this and you are a part of mine. What's interesting about this is I don't even know how many of you are part of my reality right now. Five of you may be listening at this moment, or 5,000. Fifth, there is this notion that the universe likes you. It doesn't. It doesn't hate you either. It just is. If you look at a snake eating a mouse, does the universe hate the mouse and love the snake? No. Then why did the universe let the snake catch the mouse? It's because that's the way it happened. Sixth, I believe everything happens for a reason. We may not know the reason why and may never know. So this is just a few of my thoughts about the universe and our reality in general. Okay, Law of Attraction. I believe in the Law of Attraction, yet not in the way many people interpret it. First off, I don't think it should be called a law. There is a perception about laws that they are set in stone. They can be proved as a fact every time. And this is not true. I would rather it be called a principle of attraction instead. Okay, I'm going to put out here a few statements and questions that I see about this principle. And they are, If I believe hard enough that I'm going to win a million dollars, then I will win a million dollars. Simple and to the point. Ask, believe, and receive. If negative things happen to me, does that mean I attracted this negativity to me? If I get cancer, does that mean I did something to attract that to me? If I got mugged and beat up, what did I do to bring this to me? 
Why hasn't my million dollars arrived? Can I get rid of cancer by being positive? Will my million dollars show up quicker if I squint my eyes really hard while thinking about it? Okay, so let's start with the million dollar question. If I really believe that I will win a million dollars, it will happen. Can it work this way? Short can. But if it worked that way all the time, we would all be millionaires. Thought alone does not necessarily mean results. Thought is a tool and is only part of the equation to manifesting positive change in your life. By relying on just positive thoughts to gain physical results, you are limiting the potential of the principle. You can ask the universe for anything, but the universe can still say no. In the case of being beaten up or other people's decisions affecting your life, does that mean they were believing harder to beat you up than you were believing not to get beaten up? Some things happen because of our shared realities. Now remember, our realities overlap. And what that means is that our experiences, our perceptions, our lives, and our choices are affected by other people's realities and their choices. A good example of this is last month, we were stopped at a stop sign right after one of our wonderful snowstorms. A 22-year-old came around the corner too fast, and their car ran right into the front of our roommate's brand-new Toyota RAV4. She's had it two months. We were shaken up, but no one was hurt. This 22-year-old's reality crashed into ours. His decisions affected our lives. Realities overlap. Right now, thousands of people are making decisions that will affect thousands of people who will then make decisions that will affect your reality and the decisions you make, which will affect thousands of others eventually. Getting mugged by a person is not about whether you are positive enough or thought the right thoughts. It's about another person's decision to affect your reality. Let's look at when the universe throws you a curveball and you get cancer. Is it your thoughts that caused this? No. Can I prove that? No. Yet I believe that you can be the most positive person in the world and still get cancer. Why is that? Because there's also the principle that crap happens. Some days you're the snake, some days you are the mouse. In this situation, what you do with the principle of attraction may or may not change the eventual outcome. Even though I believe things do happen for a reason and we may never know that reason, I also have to be open enough to know that there are exceptions to every rule and that some things happen just because they do. So here are three examples to look at. Do our wishes come true if we believe hard enough? Can we avoid man-made disasters in our life? Can we avoid natural-made disasters in our life? I believe the power of positive thinking and the principle of attraction is being used the wrong way. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, then you probably accept there's energy and magic all around us, and that we use that magic every day, in healing, in spells and ritual, and in prayer. I want to go on record as saying I believe the power of positive thinking and the principle of attraction can work exactly the way it's taught, that our thoughts can manifest change in our reality. 
The teachers of this principle teach that the only obstacle to manifesting our thoughts in reality is ourself, and that is true. But I also believe there is a serious danger in the way this is presented, because you also limit yourself if this is the only principle you use to change your reality. The principle of attraction and positive thinking is only one tool in the toolbox of life, and you have to use it in conjunction with other tools to make this work. Life is a physical exercise and our realities reflect that. And what I mean when I say you're limiting your potential of positive thinking is that by using thought alone to reach a goal, you are limiting your awareness and perception of your reality. And please, if you get nothing else out of this podcast, please get this. In order to change your reality, you have to change who you are. I'm going to say that again. In order to change your reality, you have to change who you are. Life is about awareness and perception. We make decisions based on those elements, and in order to change your personal universe, you have to change yourself. If you are a negative person, you will see more negative things in life, and your decisions will be based on your negative perception. Would those negative things happen anyway? Possibly. Yet your reaction to those events will be different than those people who are positive. Your frame of mind will interpret the factors differently coming into your reality from the universe. So I'm going to take a short break here and come back with more thoughts. This is Bone Poets Orchestra with Secret of the Rain. Thank you. 
secrets in the rain Every drop that falls Another piece of information I see things falling into place The pattern crystallizes I think I know what it's been saying Everybody's Something real Something that we can touch and feel Make it yours, no one can steal it The falling water might just free your soul And if you got a fever Try to hold on to something real Something that we can touch and feel Change your vision and perception, and you change yourself. Change yourself, and you change your reality. But it's not just the positive thinking, it's the actions that you put in place because of it. And it's important to be grounded. And what I mean by that is, if your world is crashing around you, don't be delusional and believe positive thinking will pull you out of the rubble. There's a difference between faith and blind faith. Faith is open and looks to see what is real and what is imagined. It's easy to believe what you want to believe and ignore the truth. But if you see the truth around you, you can react to it. And by bringing a positive mindset to it, you can make decisions and take actions where you want your reality to go. Now, blind faith is exactly that. It's blind. It narrows your vision and takes away the choices you may make because you are believing that your positive thinking will cure everything. No decisions, no actions, no change of reality. A couple of interesting and sad examples of blind faith occurred over these past couple of weeks. A Pentecostal pastor in Middlesbrough, Kentucky, who handled snakes as part of his religion, was bitten by a snake and died. And that seems very sad. He obviously wasn't thinking positively enough. He didn't have enough faith, and that's why he was bitten, and God took him home. No, the real reason he was bitten by a snake was he was handling poisonous snakes. Blind faith led him to believe he wouldn't be bitten. Taking one limiting, small sentence in the Bible out of over 31,000 verses and positively believing it with all his heart and soul. It also led him not to go see a doctor afterwards. His belief, his positive thoughts, in this case, limited his reality and shortened his life. Another very sad example happened last week. And I'm going to give you all fair warning here. I'm going to swear in a few seconds. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, a couple was just sentenced to three and a half years in prison after their eight-month-old child died of pneumonia last April because the parents believed in faith healing and that their belief would heal their child. 
And this is the second child that they have lost because of their positive belief. Their church said the parents didn't have enough faith. Bullshit. This was a couple who let their blind faith limit the choices they had in their life and the life of their children. Blind faith in anything limits your vision. It limits your thoughts, and by that, it limits your reactions and decisions. That is a danger to embracing the power of positive thinking alone. An open faith in the principle of attraction opens your vision to where you see everything for what it truly is, and based on that, choosing to make positive choices and decisions in your life. So the question comes up, can our lack of positive thinking create negative outcome in our life? No, this is not a passive power. The power of attraction and the power of positive thinking has to be active. You choose to be positive or you choose to be negative. From that, you will make decisions based on your perception, which can lead to positive or negative outcomes. Now remember that realities overlap, so your positive or negative choices will also affect those people whose reality overlaps yours. The power of attraction is a tool. Tools do not do anything sitting there, only when they are used. If you think negative thoughts, I believe you will consciously and subconsciously attract negative things to you. I look at people who attract drama to themselves or hang around the wrong people. If you choose positive, you attract positive things in your life. Not just by your thoughts, but by your decisions, conscious and unconscious. It's by your active choice, it is a decision. It doesn't just happen by you not participating. Yet remember, our realities overlap. So by not choosing to do something with your reality, you are allowing other realities to choose for you. Change yourself and you change your reality. One of the ways you do that is by using this principle of positive thinking, by acknowledging and recognizing the positive in your life. You train yourself to see more positive things. Years ago, our circle held a prosperity ritual and we made prosperity belts, each elemental part reflecting attractive positive prosperity into our lives. A prosperity stone, a money cowrie shell, a feather, and a small bell, each representing an aspect of what we wanted to draw into our realities. The bell was to give thanks to the universe and deity for the good things that came into our lives. They sat on our altar for a long time, and any time something good happened, we recognized it and rang the bell. When we were away from home and we found a great deal at a store or got a discount at a restaurant or any unexpected blessing, since we didn't have the bell with us, we started saying, ding. It was recognizing the blessings and positive in our lives. It's been quite a few years now and there's hardly a day when someone in our family and circle doesn't say ding and it reflects in our lives, our decisions, and our reality. Change yourself, and you change your world.
And that was Featherscale with Invocation. Before this episode, I asked friends on Facebook to weigh in on thoughts and questions about this topic and wanted to share some of those with you. Aylwin asked, I have a question. How do your thoughts influence your reality? If I'm sad and unhappy, I'm going to see the world through that filter. You know what I mean? So if I consciously think positive thoughts, regardless of my emotional state, will I in turn see the world through that positive filter and interpret my reality as a positive reality? And taking that a step further, if I think that good things are going to come my way, i.e. love, prosperity, security, I will be looking for those things to see what was already there. Will I actually be drawing those things to me, or will I be recognizing what is already there? And does it matter which? It seems I would be happier either way. Well, yes, you're on the right track. Your thoughts influence your reality by your perception of the reality around you. But you have to see your true reality for what it is. It's more than just looking through rosy-colored glasses. That brings emotion only. Sad and happy are emotions that change with circumstances. They're usually based on outward influences coming into our reality. Now they are valid emotions and should be embraced for what they are and what they mean to us, but they are temporary. I believe this is more joy than happiness. Joy comes from within and can't be affected by outside influences. You can be joyful and happy, and many times joy leads to happiness. But you can also be joyful and sad at the same time. Joy comes from within and is a choice. Happiness, like sadness, limits what we see. Choosing a joyful spirit embraces all it sees, regardless of circumstances. Thoughts shouldn't be a filter. It should be a lens. Kia Dragon wrote, I would love to hear you address why both the law of attraction and law of like attracting light can coexist. In most of nature, two polar opposites, like a north and south magnetic field charge on magnets, are required to attract. Yet the law of like attracting like also works unquestionably. Just a personal puzzle I have pondered. Now this is a wonderful question. Why is there a law of like attracting like and a law saying opposites attract? Fortunately, I love questions like this and they're very easy for me to answer. And the answer is, I don't know. Next question. No, I, I can't leave a question like that. I really don't know, but I have ideas. The prominent one being that these laws are to totally separate principles. While they deal with similar rules, they don't conflict with each other. Both can exist at the same time. It can be that in normal physics, one is dominant in nature, yet for every law in nature, there are exceptions and corollaries depending on circumstances. We don't have enough knowledge on the mechanics of magic and energy work to fit them into what we have for today's science. It's getting closer with the work in theoretical physics and quantum theories but we still don't know. So probably the best answer is, it's magic. Now Donna writes, Hi Grey Wolf, my first post here. I'm glad you'll be addressing this. I'm interested in hearing your views on if you see the law of attraction in a bigger context than asking for the petty stuff. Is it magic in disguise? 
Can it be used in a really broad sense to guide your destiny? And the answer to those is yes, no, and yes. The first question being yes, using this principle is about changing your reality for the better. Change yourself and you change your life. The petty stuff tends to fix itself when you change the big stuff usually. And when you change yourself, you find that the questions of what is important and what is petty changes also. The second question, is it magic in disguise? No, there is no disguise about it to me. All energy work is magic. And yes, this is a tool that can be used to shape your destiny and your decisions help shape the destiny of others. The positive decisions we make and put out there and around us influences other realities. This is what I feel when I hear people talk about raising the vibration of the universe. And one more thought about the universe and the topic of chaos and order. It seems a lot of people look at chaos as a bad thing. It's not. Chaos is just another type of order. And I blame Superman comics for this. Superheroes having to fight chaos or destroy the chaos device or some similar thing dealing with chaos as being bad. The universe does not want order and it does not want chaos. It wants balance. Equal parts, chaos and order, spinning together in balance. Look at the stars, dancing around in the sky, flung seeming randomly into the background of space, yet each following its own rule of order. We are stars, flung out in space, other stars around us, each moving in this dance of life. It's winter where we are here in Maine, and I look at the trees, branches reaching up for the flame, roots reaching down for the water. The wind buffeting each branch above, roots gripping the rocks below. Branches and roots going out in all crazy directions, yet all balanced, all right. A picture of perfect order and perfect chaos. Our branches reach out in this forest. We touch others. Our branches grow in different ways, changed by the wind and the sun. Our roots come across rocks in our life, and we grow around them and we anchor ourselves. Chaos is a part of life, as is order. Sometimes it seems we have more or less of each at different points in our life. And yet we can choose how we interpret life and how we grow and how we affect ourselves and others. This is what I see as the true potential of the power of positive thinking and the principle of attraction. Spine. Good morning, rabbits. Good morning, the John. Good afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you guys ready? Well, <laughs> let's get back and get back on track in the lovely morning sun. We got a song in our heart and a dream in our heads. Hearts in our heads and dreams of a song. We'll sing it all day long. Come on and pour that train with me. Ticket to destiny, a one-way road to my future, and a two-way love with a special girl. She's gonna be right back, right back in my arms. 
long, you can't go wrong with blue skies up above. Got the sun in our face and the wind in our wheels. Smile for the day and sail to the stars. Make a wish and see. Take it to destiny A one-way road to my future And an intersection that will seal my fate As a man so happy Happy to be free As I roll along with this train ride song You know we'll meet lots of friends Like the cowboy who's a samurai Boy, what a combo, holy cow, what a guy And the train, it has a face. The stormy days are around the bend. No rain, chills, water, or outlets. Roll across a sea of burning oil. As mechanical sea serpents swarm around the tree. It's fire The sky and ground Used to love so well So we play them a song And we write their wrongs Everybody gets along We got a one-way ticket to destiny A one-way road to our future And a two-way love that we know so well A one-way road to our future And a two-way love that we know so well That is all we need to A one-way ticket to destiny A one-way road to our future And a two-way love that we know so well Cause that is all you need to live That is all you need to live Love is all you need to live. Love is all you need to live. And that was Steam Power Giraffe with One Way Ticket. And I'm going to call this episode 47. As always, all music on A Pagan Heart is used with permission from the artist. You can find links to their websites at www.paganheartinmain.com under the musical artist links. And you can usually find me hanging out over in Facebook as Grey Wolf Moonsong. I'm thinking of starting this series of shows talking about more principles like today's podcast. And if you have any comments or questions about today's topic, you can email me or post my Facebook page. And to close out today's show, this is Blackmore's Night with Sake of the Song. Until next time, brightest blessings.
The moon must be an angel, her halo surely heaven sent. Watching from above, sure the bells forget to ring. And we but lonely travelers, following a ray of light, all become the same when we begin to sing. Round and round we all go, where we stop nobody knows. Heaven meets on the earth for the sake of the soul. For the sake of the soul Could you ever fly without the fear of falling? Does the night bird cease just because it's dawn? Could a candle burn with any less resilience? Should we never love for the fear that it may fade? Where we stop, nobody knows Heaven meets on the earth For the sake of the soul For the sake of the soul Oh